Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. All right, now we're ready. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's so awesome to be here with you all. Uh, happy end of July. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, <laughs> the end of July is always a happy time for me uh, for multiple reasons. For one, it, it was starting to get closer and closer to the end of the dog days of summer. And uh, as somebody that works outside, uh, I, I count down those days. Uh, Amen. Amen, brother. Uh, and also, it means uh, the start of football. Yeah. yeah. Go, Pat, go. We're all very excited about that. The NFL has been to uh, training camp. And uh, it's been 15 years for me since I last reported to uh, a football camp. But I did it for nine years, and so I apologize if during this time of year, I apologize to my wife, if during this time of year I'm a little bit more jacked up and amped uh, than normal. It's just like ingrained in my being that uh, right about now i got to be ready to put on the pads and, and, uh, and start playing some football, and it just hasn't, hasn't gone away. Uh, very excited for, uh, for the Lions this year. that there is 
old second coming, uh, that, that Jesus is not going to return. And the way that that manifested itself and it showed up in, in there, there's a, a softness on sin and, and repentance. And, wow. uh, and it, it absolutely um, uh, points to that, uh, that there is a need to, to have that, that understanding that, that Jesus is, is going to, to return. And it causes us to act in response to that. Yeah, I really like, um, I like what Jaron did last week with the lesson. Uh, and uh, it, he called us to take the Bible and, and point it to ourselves. Yes, absolutely, you want to take the Bible and you want to understand the context of, of what's going on. Right? You want to read it as its whole story and how, where it places in the entire Bible. We always want to read the Bible as an entire story. And we want the Bible to make sense. Uh, as a full story, as we read it, but then ultimately, as, as we are mature and, and thinking of what we're reading, we need to point to ourselves and be a mirror to ourselves and our sinful nature yeah. and how to fight it. Yeah. It's really cool that uh, this is exactly what Peter does at, at the end of Second Peter. It's, he's talking about all these things that are going on, and he finishes off with what we ought to do. And so Peter uh, does the same thing that, that Jaron did uh, last week, and I'm going to try to uh, bring that forth uh, for us today. Right, Spencer, we're with you, bro. If I could sum it all up in one sentence, it would be, Jesus is coming back. He wants us all to know our Bible, repent, be saved, and put effort into the Christian life. Okay. So I'm going to go... Uh, and we're going to read all of Second Peter today, and we're going to pull out uh, different different parts uh, as we go. Uh, before we start in Second uh, Peter three, verse one, uh, let me say a quick prayer. Father in heaven, uh, God, holy is your name, and uh, God, we are so grateful uh, for your word. God, we're so grateful for how it guides us in the Christian life, how it uh, is a mirror for us to show us our sinful nature, God, and it shows us uh, how to fight it. Uh, how do we uh, grow closer to you, God? Help us to have soft hearts here today as we read your word, God. Uh, guide me with your spirit uh, as I uh, bring forth this, this lesson, God, and help us to grow closer to you today through your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Second Peter 3, verse 1. It says, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Pause here. Now, what this is essentially saying is that the Bible wants us to know the Bible and wants us to live a righteous and pure life. Uh, as, we're, as we're going about and as we're reading, as, as things get complicated when you're reading, uh, as things get complicated in your life, right, this, is, this is always good to, to start with and, and to remember. This, this is the ultimate goal, and this is what Peter is reminding us of, of here. Uh, as we continue in, in verse 3, it says, Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, 
by God's word, the heavens came into being, and the earth was formed out of water, and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, that the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Watch here. Right, Spencer. Well, the comment in the last days and when Jesus is coming. This scripture, along with some other scriptures, can oftentimes be used to create some sort of mathematical equation and, and kind of get lost in, in the clouds and focusing on when exactly is Jesus coming. But, I'm here to tell you today that that is not what this is meant for. It's, it's pretty simple, right? The, the Bible is meant to be simple for us, not meant for us to make it more complicated than it is. Yeah. Right? And the last days, what the last days mean are the time between when Jesus first came and when he is going to come. So yes, we are in the last days. And yes, today we are closer than we were yesterday to Jesus coming. And that's all that we know, right? Yeah. That's all that matters. He, he is going to come at some point. All right. Right? All right. And when it, and when it's talking about a thousand years are like a day, and a day is like a thousand years, all that that's getting us to say and understand is that God is outside of man's time. Right? right. God is outside of our man-made created time frame. Yeah. Right? He exists outside of that, and that's what that's telling us. And then it also is telling us that when it happens, it's going to be noticeable. Yeah. Right? It's not going to be something that we have to kind of, oh, it's... Is it, is it now, or is this, is this a sign, is this a sign, is that a sign? It's like, no, it's going to be obvious, and it's going to be noticeable, it's going to happen quickly. Yeah. And so, the Bible, it, it tells us here, and, and in other places, uh, one, one place specifically that I'd like to turn to when things can get complicated is Deuteronomy 29, 29. It says the secret things, essentially the secret things belong to God. Yeah. Right, and it's, it tells us that we are not supposed to know exactly. That's not what's important. Right, right. And let's continue on to to read uh, and find out what's more important things than knowing exactly when when Jesus is coming. I want to read again, uh, verse five through seven. All right, Spencer. For this very reason, verse 5 says, Make every effort to add to your... Oh, excuse me. Wrong one. Sorry. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being, and the earth was formed out of water and by water. 
By these waters also the world at that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of our God. What this is saying literally is it's reiterating that, yes, God created the earth. There was a judgment through the flood of Noah, and there is going to be another judgment. Now, now, it's important to know that, that this judgment that Peter is talking about here, Jesus spoke about in every single one of the Gospels. Paul spoke about this in all, every single one of his writings as well. So this is not the only place that it is talked about in the Bible. Okay. Every time that I read this, and it's been even before uh, preparing for this study, and it still happened uh, when, when I was preparing this lesson as well, in verse 9, really tugs on my heart um, in, in a very specific way. Uh, and I want to share that with you all uh, today. Right. Verse, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Every time I read this, I think of the people that are close to me in my life that I consistently interact with that are lost. Yeah. Right? And it really is heavy on my heart, and, and I, and more recently, I, I really kind of felt felt bad that I haven't been as consistent at planting seeds on their hearts, continuing to share the gospel, and more specifically, I haven't been really praying uh, for them. And now, that is that is something that's really near and dear uh, to my heart, the consistency of reaching out to somebody that is close to you, because it happened to both myself and, and Maya, my wife. That's the way that we ended up coming out to church. That it wasn't just one singular time that we were reached out to, and, we, and that we just had that instant coming to Jesus moment, like, "Oh yeah, I'll be there." Like there was multiple times that Jerry invited me out to church, and and I just you know pushed him off and did it. He continued to invite me out, plant seeds, show his wife, and I know now talking to him that there was a constantness in prayer. Or me. The same thing happened to my wife. She was reached out to multiple times over many months and then eventually started to come around and, and then slowly but surely uh, came to Jesus. Right? And so my question for all of us here today and our reflection this week is, is where have you been at recently and how has it been going with you continuing to reach out to those that are close to you and lost? And how has your prayer been? Now these scoffers that Peter is talking about here throughout Second Peter, uh, I wonder how do they show up today, and, and how do these ideas show up in our lives? You don't necessarily see it as there's people that are shouting at the rooftops that there is no second coming. It shows up a little bit differently. As you see it play out and and his focus on, on repentance and the way that their their lives look like uh, pigs returning to wallowing in the mud uh, and, uh, and just the focus on on a lack of repentance, it shows up that they doubt God's judgment. Yeah. And they have a lessening stance on God's judgment. And then ultimately that means a softer stance on sin and the need for repentance. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. 
And this is a tough question to ask, but um, I've been asking myself this all week long, so i got to bring you all with me here. Where have you been soft on your own sin? And that's important. It's important to be constant in repentance. It's not just a one-time deal. Right? As verse 9 says, he wants everyone to come to repentance. In Luke 5.32, Jesus says, I came to call sinners to repentance. In both Gospels, Luke and in Matthew, in the same exact chapter and verse, 3, 8, it says, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Wow. So we need to continue to ask ourselves this question. Yeah. It is not easy. It's hard. Right? It is really tough to continue to reflect on ourselves and, and try to find ways to dig into and keep with repentance. Now, I don't know how, uh, if everybody was at House Church this week or all House Church's uh, challenge ended up being the same, but I think a great way to help with this is the challenge that we had this week at our House Church was to liberate somebody else to tell you somewhere in which you are falling short. Yeah. Right now. And that's a great part of this process that, that we should be in each other's lives. Yes, we should be loving on each other. And a part of that love is liberating each other to call each other out, so to say, and leaving open and making open those conversations to help each other to grow. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, verse 13 is really cool. Before uh, that, That's right before it gives kind of the call to action. Right, the, the final four or five uh, lines are, are a call to action. And verse 13, it is reminding us of the promise of heaven. Yeah. Right before the final call to action. Okay. I'm going to read it again. It says, but in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Wow. And yes, we are to be aware that there is a judgment, right? We are to be aware of that, absolutely. But at the same time, we are to be aware of and live in response to the promise of heaven, right? God's mercy and His grace in heaven wouldn't be as sweet if we didn't know of His righteous judgment, right? September and October are really awesome in Michigan because of June. Because of January and July, right? Yeah. You don't have that contrast. It's not as great, right? So we need to be able to hold both those things in our mind at the same time and live in response to them at the same time. Yeah. If you if you live with one and not the other, there becomes issues, right? If you're just focusing on fear and, and judgment, that that loses steam and that runs out, and, and you're, the message grows tired on a lot of people. If you're only focusing on flowers and butterflies and good things and, and uh, you know, just let's just sing worship songs and, and love on Jesus and sing nice things to each other, well, then you're going to miss out on growing closer to Jesus through the repentance of the team yeah. and growing apart from sin, right? So yeah. we need both of those yeah. together yeah. all of the time. Yeah. Let's continue in chapter 2. Alright, that's it. So then, dear friends, since we're looking forward to this, make every effort, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. This is our dear brother Paul also wrote in 
with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking to them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now what I see in there is I see work. Right? Making every effort is work. It is work to fight our sin. It is work to be selfless. Right? It is work to serve. It is work to make extra time to read your Bible and to pray. But as all of us here know, and the ones that are older know more, that in this life, the things that you work for are the most worthless. Yeah. Right? As the teams are reporting the football camp in the NFL, and, and at the beginning of September, they're going to have their final roster, 53 men that make every roster. It takes a lot. Once you make that 53 man roster, it takes a lot for you to end up being cut from the team after you've made that initial uh, 53. Right? So you're on the team. You're in the NFL. You are an NFL football player when you make the 53 man roster. That is awesome. Right? But there is a lot of those men that make those 53 man rosters that don't put in the work. They don't put in the work during the preseason. Before they report to camp, they don't put in the work during camp, they don't take care of their bodies, right? And then they end up not having success. They end up being on teams that aren't successful. And the ones that put in the extra work, that do the extra film study, that lift the extra weights, that deny maybe going out a little bit later and eating the right food and not drinking as much alcohol so their bodies are prepared. They have success, they win championships, they get bonuses, they get glory. By winning the Super Bowl. Every single one of those guys that, that have gone through that are going to tell you that it's worth work. Now, the ones that fail, right, they're still NFL football players, right? They're, they're, still, they're still there. They simply say that they're NFL football players, but they missed out on that opportunity for all that much more. Yeah. Right? And it's the same is true for us in the, in the Christian life, right? You can still be called a Christian and live your way into heaven, yeah. right? And, and you're going to miss out on a lot of fruit and a lot of blessings yeah. and a lot of extra peace and, and just really feeling a closeness to God right here and right now if you don't put that word in. Yeah. So the work is worth it. Yeah. When he talks about Paul, it's really cool. This is uh, this, this hand in scripture writers pointing kind of back on themselves in real time and, and establishing the, the New Testament uh, canon as we live it out with them. And that's, that's, a, that's a really cool thing. It's really cool to kind of to think about. And, you know, we know like Peter and Paul, and yeah, they were apostles. And, you know, how, how did it all work out? And, and they, were, they were working together. These letters that Paul wrote were already being circulated and were known among the churches. And, uh, and Peter is, is pointing back to them. It's really cool. Um, what are some of the things that, that Paul said? Just a couple of highlights. In Romans 2, 4, he said, God, God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent. Wow. Sounds familiar? In Philippians 2, 12, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. Consistent. 
Romans 6.1. Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. Right? These guys are on the same page. The, the Holy Spirit was, was connecting them, and, and they were already putting these things down at that time as we get to learn from, from now. Yeah. And it's really cool that it's not just in this isolated place that we see these ideas play out in the Bible and it's, it's constant. It's consistently in the Bible. As we stay in the Bible, we will see it. And in our thinkable minds that we have as human beings, we need that. We need that repetition. We need that, that consistency and, and that constant uh, of the message. Now, what he ends with here uh, in, in his final line is a reiteration of what he began with in chapter 1. These graces that he's talking about is just essentially gifts from God, right? And and as I read from chapter one again, it'll it'll all make sense. I think reading from chapter one uh, really kind of brings it out a little bit more uh, than, than this final line. And the Bible always points back to itself, which is really cool. So in Second Peter one five to nine. It says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. So, in conclusion, Jesus is coming back to know your Bible. Repent. Be saved. And put in an effort into the Christian life. Amen. Let's prepare our hearts for communion. Father in heaven, God, Thank you so much for Jesus and for your sacrifice on the cross that allows us to live this Christian life that we can work with God. And, and we're not working at it alone, that you have given us everything that we need to be successful. God, help us to realize how we can better use all that you have given us to have success right here and right now. God, we love you so much. <laughs> take a moment to take your communion and uh and if you like it I'll finish off with uh with an Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week.
same as souls. 